If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful era of Shabbos to all of you. Great to be with you again to talk about the Parsha, to talk about the events, to talk about the special time that we're in. And indeed, it is an extremely special time, a challenging time, an uplifting time, a time that our Jewishness is being tested and our Jewishness is coming to the fore, a time that our Jewishness is being displayed with such tremendous heroism and pride, a time that our Jewishness is actually becoming the center of who and what we are throughout the entire world, a time that our Jewishness is paramount. It's a very special hour of Shabbos because it's the Shabbos of the Shabbos Project. Ten years old, who would have believed? First of all, a huge shout-out to our chief rabbi, Rabbi Goldstein, whose brainchild the Shabbos project is, ten years ago he started it. And at the time, we thought, well, it might be a wonderful little event, but it blossomed into this incredible international event throughout the entire world. People anticipate, look forward to the Shabbos in order to celebrate the Shabbos project in all its beauty and all its magnificent expression. I often say I have children throughout the world who run Chabad houses, and they tell me how their people wait for this Shabbos, and indeed it's a Shabbos of great celebration. Ten years old. Time has gone by very quickly, but instead of being a project that, well, lessens over time, it grew, it developed, and it continues to grow throughout the entire Jewish world. And how much more so now, now that the Jewish people are being, well, threatened on so many different levels. Physically in our holy land, the Jewish people are being threatened by an enemy that is so vile, an enemy that is so barbaric throughout the entire world, an enemy that chooses to lie, chooses to be deceitful, a media that is, well, unashamedly presenting facts that are simply non-factual. And we as Jews stand and listen to all of this, knowing full well that more than often we have to suffer these indignities again and again and again. But there's a different battle. It's a battle, not only a physical battle, but a spiritual battle as well, where our Jewishness is being threatened. What is happening is an attack not only on our holy land, but on who we are as Jews. And we respond to that by expressing our Jewishness with far greater intention, with far greater fervor. And we see throughout the entire world a tremendous outburst of Jewish spiritual expression in the Holy Land, quite unbelievable. No matter who it is, observant, not observant, left, right, center, everybody, everybody is responding with a tremendous spiritual expression.
putting on film, looking for tzitzit, lighting candles on Erev Shabbat, there is a tremendous, tremendous outburst of holiness, of light, of spiritual beauty. Throughout the entire world, Jews are standing up and being counted as Jews, Jews who for a long time were asleep, Jews for a long time forgot who they were, are standing up proudly pronouncing their identity, not only in word, but through action. And this is why this Shabbos is so special, because this Shabbos, the Shabbos Project, brings to mind the observance of Shabbos, of coming to shul. And here I say again and again and again, come to shul. Shul is a safe place, a safe space. Of course be cautious. Of course be careful. But don't be fearful. There is nothing to be fearful about. Come to shul in great numbers. Walk with pride. Walk with strength. Walk as a Jew and come to shul to be counted and show the community and show the world, show everyone that the shul is a place that's safe and Shabbos is a day to be celebrated and this Shabbos project will tell everyone, the entire world, particularly in our own country, that we as Jews are proud, proud of our heritage, proud of who we are, and we are proud to express it and to observe it in the best possible way. This is why this Shabbos is indeed a very special Shabbos. It's four weeks, four weeks as we sit and watch a world gone crazy. We watch a world who, as I said before, unashamedly lies, so deceitful, so ugly. We have to provide light, purpose, clarity, honesty, dignity, godliness to the world. And we have to do it with strength. We have to do it with pride. We have to do it with a show of tremendous dignity. Shabbos is a day that God proclaimed his sovereignty over the world as a day of rest. God created the world. God created the world over six days, and on the seventh he rested. God said, this is a special day. This is a day that you're able to celebrate on an altogether different level. Yes, there are six days where you work, where you have to put in a different type of effort, an effort that takes sometimes great challenge. But come Shabbos, come Shabbos, and there is an altogether different type of energy that prevails. You dress your best. You set your table. You come to shul. You walk as a family. You celebrate as a family. You celebrate with friends. You say Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos. You sing together. L'chadodi. L'chuneranana. The songs, the tunes, the melodies, the joy. It's a day that simply bubbles with a type of energy that proclaims a different type, a different type of presence. 
And we are those messengers. We are those who carry that particular type of dignity and strength. God told us, you be my messenger on earth every seventh day. And this Shabbos, all of us should participate in this wonderful Shabbos project. Call your friends. Rally your family. Bring them to shul. No matter. Walk. Walk through the streets. Tell the world. Show the world of how proud you are. Show the world that this Shabbos, you stand together as a community. You stand together with Israel. More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. The Parsha, Bayera, an interesting Parsha. An interesting Parsha because as it opens, it says, Bayera Elav Hashem, and God appeared, Be'eloni Mamre, in the plains of Amre, Behu Yoshev Pesach Ha'ol Bechom Hayom, and he was sitting at the doorway of his tent in the heat of the day. And strangely, it doesn't tell us to whom God appeared. It says, and God appeared. But it doesn't tell us to whom. It says God appeared to him, and he was sitting in the doorway of his tent. Now we know it's Abraham, because at the end of last week's parsha, we read about how Abraham had performed the mitzvah of Brit Milah circumcision, so we know that it was to him. But why doesn't it mention his name over here? Why is it, well, anonymous, and God appeared to him? And also, why make such a fuss about the fact that God appears to Abraham? God appeared to Abraham numerous times before. After all, last week's Parsha, when God tells him, Lech Lecha, it's time for you to move and to travel and to begin the incredible journey which results, in fact, in the journey of the Jewish people. God appears to him a number of times with directives, instructions, telling him how to, in fact, make this journey, where to go, how to go. Why is it, Vayera, we make a whole fuss about the fact that God appears to Abraham, Vayera, and he appears. doesn't mention his name. And why do we make this fuss? Upon closer examination, we have to understand who is Abraham, who is Avraham, and what is he doing sitting in the heat of the day at the doorway of his tent. As we've often discussed in the past, Avraham was a man of absolute chesed, kindness. This is what defines Abraham. His very essence is one of goodness and kindness. But it's a goodness and kindness that has a purpose. Together with the goodness and kindness comes a tremendous, tremendous desire to educate the people to understand that there is a creator of heaven and earth. It's not only a kindness that comes from, well, having a good heart or having that particular type of character that is good and kind. But it's a goodness and kindness that comes together with a tremendous spiritual obligation of fulfilling 
her divine goodness and kindness as well. A material goodness and kindness and a spiritual goodness and kindness. Because Avraham is the one who actually introduces ethical monotheism, belief and faith in one God to this world. This is what Abraham is all about. At this stage in life, Abraham is 99 years old, not a young man. And he actually has just circumcised himself, which at that age is a serious matter. And one would think it would be a time for him to recuperate. After all, it was a difficult thing for a man of that age to circumcise himself. Beyond that, God, in fact, makes it extremely hot so that there should be no travelers on the roads and Abraham wouldn't have to welcome anyone into his tent. Yet Abraham sits at the doorway to his tent looking for wayfarers, looking for travelers, because he has this absolute need to express goodness and kindness and to introduce people to godliness. This is who Abraham is all about. And this is why God appears to him, not only to visit him on the third day, to visit the ill, but as a special reward. Because what Abraham has done is to go beyond excellence. You know, when we use the word perfect or excellent, we think that's the ultimate. In many ways it is. But sometimes you go beyond even excellent and beyond perfection. Even before he was circumcised, Avraham was excellent. He was perfect. He was a man who, from a very young age, recognizes the Creator, recognizes God. And God charges him with the incredible duty of becoming the father of the Jewish people. A people that will be charged with the duty of bringing godliness into the world as a chosen people. And Avraham does this with tremendous dedication, despite incredible challenges. He was tested many, many times. He reached perfection. He was excellent in fulfilling his duty. At the age of 99, he circumcises himself. He goes beyond perfection. He goes beyond excellence. And God rewards him by Yeda with a different type of revelation. Up to that point, God appears to him. It's great. But God appears to him now on an altogether different level. And this is why his name isn't mentioned. When a name is mentioned, it's an absolute gift. It's wonderful. But it's limited by the name. But over here it says, Aleph, to him. There's no description because it is infinite beyond any type of description. God appears to him, to the totality, to all that Abraham is, beyond even his name, beyond perfection of Abraham, beyond the excellence of Abraham. Despite all of that, despite having achieved this incredibly great level 
of devotion. What is Abraham doing? He's looking for travelers so that he can continue his incredible, incredible responsibility of helping people. And this is the legacy that Avraham has bequeathed to his children, to all of us. Goodness and kindness and teaching the world about ethical monotheism. One God and how to behave properly in this world. It's a tremendous responsibility. Not always easy. It's much easier sometimes to mind your own business, to turn away. Certainly when, well, metaphorically speaking, it's a very hot day. You sit inside the comfort of your own home, your own air-conditioned home. But no. The legacy that Avraham has bequeathed his children to you and to me is despite any difficulty, despite any challenge, our job is to bring goodness and kindness into the world. And there are others in this world. And their job, they think, is to bring evil into the world, to bring violence into the world, to bring deceit into this world, to bring ugliness into the world. And sometimes the world thinks that they have succeeded. You listen to the news, you open the television, you read the newspaper, and they report on the great successes of these evil people. And they try to justify it. And you think to yourself, what's going on? Here we are, a small people, a small nation, throughout history, a small people. And we try to promote chesed, kindness, faith in one God, no idolatry. And the forces of evil are so many, in numbers, in power. What chance do we have of being successful? And our sages tell us, Echad, Avram, he was one against the entire world. He stood up to the entire world. The entire world was full of idolatry. The entire world didn't understand what goodness and kindness meant. There might be many, many who either through action or through silence condone the worst type of behavior. It's our job to act with goodness and with kindness and to speak in the name of God. To do acts of goodness and kindness and to bring spirituality into the world. And we do it through gestures of goodness and kindness. And we do it through mitzvot as well. In our own lives and by sharing it with others. By teaching people what Shabbat is all about. By putting the tefillin on others. By helping others light candles on a Friday before Shabbos. We do it by bringing the light of Torah and mitzvahs into the world. 
This is our job. This is the legacy that Avraham bequeathed to us. And as he was one, an absolute minority against the entire world, we are a minority. But a minority doesn't mean you don't have strength. Because when a minority acts with truth, when a minority acts with dignity, with devotion, with commitment, they're victorious, both physically in the battleground and spiritually. And we throughout the world have the incredible responsibility of acting together. Vayeda Elov, God appeared to him, doesn't mention who. We're not looking for accolades. We're not looking for great rewards. We're looking to do the right thing. This is what this Parsha is all about. And every single story in this Parsha that we'll talk about reflects that idea. More of that soon. This is the Parsha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. So we're talking about Abraham, the type of person he was, the incredible journey of his life, the stories, the challenges, how he literally changed the world, one man against the entire world, and how he influenced, well, probably hundreds of thousands of people to change their lives, to begin to believe in one God. He changed the world through acts of goodness and kindness and talking about a creator that is benevolent, a creator that is kind, a creator that brought the world into being. One of those stories in this week's Parsha, a fascinating story. God is angry with the city of Sodom, a city that represents the worst of everything the human beings can come up to. A violent city, a vulgar city, a city that has no compassion and kindness for anyone other than themselves. Sodom is the symbol of everything that's wrong, of everything that's evil. And God says, the time has come for me to destroy that city. But before I do that, I have to share that with Abraham, because after all, he is the righteous man of the generation he is the person in this world with whom I have to consult before I make any major decisions. So says God himself. What does Abraham say? Well, one would think Abraham, after all, would say, God, you are a kind and just judge, a fair judge. Whatever you decide, go ahead. No, that's not what Abraham says. Abraham says to God, you cannot do this. You cannot punish the righteous with the evil. What happens if there are good people in Sodom? We know the story. He says to God, if there are 50 good people, if there are 40 good people, if there are 30 good people, he goes all the way down. If there are 10 pious men, people in Sodom, God says, fine. Even if there are only 10 pious people, righteous people in Sodom, I won't destroy it. But there aren't even ten. But the point of the story is, Abraham tries to defend 
even a city nation like Sodom. This is where his responsibility and concern for humankind is. Not the first time that he defends Sodom. Last week's Parsha, we talked about how in the great battle between the four kings and the five kings, they attacked Sodom and took his nephew Lot hostage. He went into battle against them to redeem his, to rescue his nephew. And the king of Sodom was very thankful. But Abraham's responsibility is not selfish. It's not limited to himself and to his own self-interest. It's universal. This is who Abraham is, and this is who we are. We are concerned with all of humankind. We are concerned with all of God's creation. There are times, there are moments, when justice must take its course. Absolutely. Sometimes there are acts of evil which are so vile that it has to be uprooted. It cannot be, it cannot be allowed to continue, cannot be overlooked. And we do that because we have a concern for all of humankind. But this is what Abraham teaches us. Even when it comes to Sodom, we have a tremendous sense of concern. This is the chesed of Abraham. But look at other nations. Other nations generally act with, well, self-interest. Yes, they might be helpful. They might share. But more than often, nations act in self-interest. How it benefits them. Not so Abraham, and not so the Jewish people. We act with concern and kindness for God's world because we feel a tremendous sense of duty and responsibility for God's world. And we feel that he's charged us with that responsibility of watching over his world. And this is why even when justice must take its course, it's done with compassion and with kindness, despite what the enemies and their mouthpieces might say. And this is why we're going through a challenging time. And this is why at this challenging time we must respond with dignity and with strength and fearless. And as I begin, I end. Come to shul, the Shabbos. Walk to shul through the streets with dignity. Be proud of who you are. You're a son and daughter of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. We have a heritage that is thousands of years old. It's rich with greatness and with power and with dignity and with majesty. It's rich with history beyond any other. We are a people gone through tremendous challenges, but we are here and we are eternal. To us, the words Am Yisrael Chai is not a bumper sticker. It's the truth of who we are. And this is why when you're in Shul Shabbos, 
and you should be in shul in huge, huge numbers, young and old. Men and women reach out to family and friends and encourage them to fill every single seat in every single shul throughout this city, throughout this country, and show the world who we are. But when you're in shul, listen carefully to the Parsha of this week. Magnificent stories. The birth of Isaac. The story of Ishmael being banished from the home of Sarah. The story of the Akedah, the binding of Isaac. The challenges that Abram has to go through. The faith and the trust that Abraham has in God and he has bequeathed to us the tremendous strength and dignity that he's bequeathed to us. And as I always say, as in every Parsha, there is one point that speaks to you directly and personally. Try and hear that. There will be something extraordinary that's being said. It's a special Shabbos. Make it more special by participating with Shabbos.